The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready now, go Sign of my name all over the place. Do anything that you want to do. But uh, uh, honey, they all push you. Don't you? Devil, my blue shoes. We can do anything. Okay, welcome once again to Dunn's Deal. I'm here every Friday night dealing the cards and I deal them fairly. So. What a fun week this has been. And we're going to have a fun night tonight. Oh, boy. (laughs) Boy, oh, boy. But I'll start with my introduction. Joe Biden is not the president. He is the thief in chief. He is the cellar dweller. He's the pretender to the throne. And he is Dementia Don. Oh, and by the way... You know, he he ushered in uh, Pride Month at the White House somehow, some way. I I didn't watch it, just kind of heard about it. And you know what? You know what the Bible says about pride? That it goes before a fall. And just like he did yesterday, he took a fall, went down on his face. Boom! (laughs) So much for your pride, huh, Joe? That's about all I'll say about Pride Month for tonight, because there's a lot of other stuff more important to get to. So, oh, should um, go to my cut here. I've got a little piece from Catherine Herridge, and boy, we have to watch out for some stuff. Oh, there are extremists all over the place. There's extreme weather. And I've got lightning bolts coming down. We'll soon have hail. And and we've got uh, extremists on the political right. Of course, there's no extremists on the left. No, there are only extremists on the right. So, anyhow, let's just see what Catherine Herridge is reporting. And she used to be a Fox girl. Now she's over at CBS. But uh, give it a listen, okay? Homeland Security is warning of a potential troubling escalation in tactics from right-wing extremists. Catherine Herridge has more on this, and she joins us from Washington. Catherine, we understand the power grid could be a target? Good morning. According to the intelligence report obtained by CBS News, these groups have developed credible and specific plans to attack the power grid since at least 2020 as a way to disrupt the country and the ability of government to operate. The report warns extremists adhering to a range of ideologies will likely continue to plot and encourage physical attacks against power networks, which include more than 6,400 plants and nearly a half million miles of high-voltage lines. While the bulletin emphasized small-scale attacks are unlikely to cause widespread power loss, it may cause disruption to critical infrastructure like hospitals and police departments. Homeland Security noted several indicators, including online chatter. 
While the report does not suggest an imminent threat, the Homeland Security Secretary has warned lone wolf actors and small bands of extremists are among the greatest domestic threat because they are hard to detect, disrupt, and can mobilize quickly. Okay, there you go. Small bands of extremists. Well, the real danger is from large bands of extremists called the Federal Bureau of Investigation, called the CIA. Because you see, what what they're doing here with reports like this is they're setting up, uh, preparing people's minds for false flags. That's where a group like uh, Patriot Front, that group of feds, that bunch of FBI agents would probably go out and, who knows, like uh, uh, ram a U-Haul truck in, <laughs> into uh, the uh, barriers at the White House. Or, as they say, try to take down a, a power substation or take down, uh, you know, blow up uh, electrical lines. But it will be the federal government itself uh, pulling these things off in order to blame right-wing extremism. So that they, they have an excuse to go out and and arrest more people from the January 6th insurrection. Or... Uh, they'll come up with any reason. They, they need a reason to go and take people's guns away from them. So, uh, attacking a substation, at, you know, taking the power out on a police station would be a good opportunity to try to take uh, weapons away from the populace. Uh, this is, it's all very interesting. I was reading through this National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin that I got from um, the Department of Homeland Security. Yeah, I've got connections right up there with Alejandro. Let's see, the DHS, Department of Homeland Security, in collaboration with its federal partners, launched the Prevention Resource Finder website in March 2023. The PRF is a comprehensive web repository of federal resources available to help communities understand, mitigate, and protect themselves from targeted violence and terrorism. There you go. The DHS Center for Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships continues to engage to spy on Catholics, to spy on anti-abortion groups, <laughs> to engage a coalition of faith-based and community organization, including members of the Faith-Based uh, Security Advisory Council. Uh, hey, how is the Department of Homeland Security doing on that invasion down on the southern border? Uh, did they bring a stop to that? Or are there still thousands upon thousands of illegals coming across the border and uh, flooding into this country? Filling up our hotels all over the place. Ask <laughs> the people of New York City if they're getting overrun. I guess uh, the Clarion Hotel in Taunton, Mass. is overrun with illegals. 
And boy, that's going to be really good on the the school system starting up next fall. You'll have hundreds of illegal uh, kids that that need to be educated. And they won't know a lick of English. But they'll have to be taken care of and educated, which is going to ruin the education for all the English-speaking people. There are many reasons to doubt what the FBI is doing. You could go back as far as 9-11. They, <laughs> they didn't stop that, did they? Even though both the FBI and CIA knew something about those guys taking flight lessons. Where was it? Was it Florida or Minnesota? They took the flight lessons. Either one of those states. But you know what? It wasn't because of those planes flown into the towers, because jet fuel does not burn hot enough to melt steel. Nope. That would have been an inside job. Some thermite uh, military-style explosives was found on the site. Interesting. Very interesting. But that piece by Catherine Herridge, (laughs) you know who it has upset? Captain Shea. So we'll go to a live report on the USS Insurrection right now to find out what the captain is up to. Okay, mateys. Gather around. Gather around. Did you watch the news on CBS the other night? Catherine Harridge was reporting. Reporting all about us. So, there's one question I want to put out to you, mateys. Who talked? Who gave out the information? That was just supposed to be between you and us. I thought I could trust this crew. But we've got a Judas on board. We've got a Jonah We'll have to throw them over the side of the ship. So when I find out, and you, you there, Swalwell, swallows well, step forward. I hear you've been seeing Fang Fang again. Is that true? Did Fang Fang promise some bang bang if you did some walkie talkie? Hmm? Did you tell her what we were going to do? Did you tell her our insurrection plans? <laughs> no, wasn't you? Then Biden, you step forward. Yeah, Hunter Biden, step forward. Did Miss Katie there? Yeah, Catherine Harridge, yeah. Did she uh, give you a little bit of uh, nose powder? Did she offer you a line if you would drop a dime? Hmm? Hmm? Were you talking to Miss Kitty, huh? Was that you? Was that you that told her all of our plans? No? (laughs) Yeah. What do you think of that, Polly? Polly want a line. Polly want a line. (laughs) We shall see. So we'll still sail on. 
But I won't tell you the plans. I can't trust you now. You will find out when we arrive. But we've got one stop to make. We'll make port once before we get to our final destination. And if anyone leaves the ship, he is the one that ratted us out. We will take you and kill all ya. Oh, 15 men on a dead man's chest. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. <laughs> That's all for now. Go swab the dicks. So, <laughs> Captain Shea wasn't too happy about uh, the news getting out. Had to change his plans. But, um, hey, if you were listening last night, uh, listening to Paul Manville's uh, show, he had on this dynamite guy by the name of uh, David Martin. I think his first name is David. (laughs) Guy is brilliant. You know, probably has like 10 degrees. Uh, You know, he's... (laughs) He's run multiple businesses, run multiple labs and stuff like that. And he just tore the COVID uh, story, the, the false story uh, about it coming out of the Wuhan uh, uh, fish market, um, wet market. He, he was speaking at uh, the European Union and he just tore into all this stuff. I mean... Paul played a lot of stuff. It was a half hour long, at least. Um, you know, so kudos to him for using that much of his show. Cause it was deep stuff. It was important. You know, not too many $10 bills um, and $10 words thrown around. But, um, you know, you, you kind of had to gear your mind up. You had to put your thinking cap on and... Uh, Listen in and just follow along because he went through the whole history going back to biological warfare of World War I uh, all the way through to the invention. And I said invention of, of COVID in the uh, 1960s, the development of the MRA vaccine in the 1990s, how it failed then. And it's been failing now, today. So, Paul (laughs) did the PhD work last night. Paul did the deep intellectual stuff. And I'm going to go the National Enquirer route, because inquiring minds need to know. I'm going to go full TMZ on you right now (laughs) with the latest and greatest from Hollywood. Anyhow, I've got this story. It's from the Natural News. Jamie Foxx reportedly blinded and partially paralyzed after coerced into taking the COVID vaccine jab. Let me take a little bit of coffee. And I'll get into this story. Natural News. Oh, 
In a recent appearance on Ask Dr. Drew, celebrity journalist A.J. Benza revealed that Jamie Foxx was rendered blind and partially paralyzed after taking a COVID-19 vaccine jab that was demanded of him by a film studio. Benza reveals that the entire media establishment is lying about Fox's condition in order to cover up the truth about vaccine dangers and that Fox's own family members are covering for him and refusing to reveal the truth about the actor's medical condition. Stating that his source was in the room, in quotes, with Fox seemingly in the hospital room, Benza explains that Jamie did not want the shot, but with the movie he was on, he was pressured to get it. Oh, by the way, um, it seems that Hollywood is one of the few places that is still hell-bent on making sure that everyone gets their vaccines. I mean, pretty much everyone doesn't uh, think about it, doesn't talk about it much anymore. Although there are occasionally people (laughs) out and about that are still wearing the face masks. You don't need it. Doesn't do you any good. But let's not go there. Anyhow, back to this article. He adds that the blood, the, he adds that the blood clot in the brain caused him to be partially paralyzed and blind. Currently, the Fox family is claiming that Jamie Fox is communicating, which could mean that he is able to squeeze with his hand, for example, or that he could vocalize in some way. The fact that we have not seen any video from Fox declaring himself to be healthy and fine in his own words indicates that Fox has suffered a severe medical catastrophe after taking the vaccine jab. It would not be a leap to conclude that Fox is unable to speak in a coherent manner, although with retraining, many stroke victims can make great strides in relearning how to speak, i.e., Vocalization motor control. Yeah, you could do the John Fetterman thing. <laughs> Be reading off a teleprompter. <laughs> uh, just like Joe Biden. Yeah. Okay, back to the article. The vaccine industry will bury Jamie Foxx to cover up the truth about vaccine-induced damage and disabilities have no illusions that the entire genocidal vaccine establishment is working overtime to cover all this up and to try to make sure that nobody finds out, excuse me, that nobody finds out the truth about Jamie Foxx's life reportedly being destroyed by the very same vaccines that have been relentlessly pushed by the payola media and the criminal FDA. Now, I have to emphasize here that this is Mike Adams speaking. I'm reading his article. I agree with it. But um, this this next couple of paragraphs can be very controversial. So let's go on and read it. As I say today, as I say in today's Brighton broadcast news, black Americans should know better than to trust the medical establishment with experimental jabs. Did Fox not know about the history of Tuskegee, medical experiments on black prisoners 
black army soldiers, black citizens. For any black man or woman to take any experimental medical jab is to surrender your life to a medical cartel that has systematically tried to carry out genocide against people of color, including abortions. Planned Parenthood's founder, Margaret Sanger, referred to blacks as human weeds and promoted abortion as a means of committing mass murder targeting black babies before they were born. That's historical fact on Margaret Sanger, the founder of uh, Planned Parenthood. <clears throat> and they recently had to take her name off of a couple of buildings. It might even have been at uh, URI. But yeah, she was a out-and-out real racist. Not, <laughs> that term wasn't just thrown at her... <laughs> Uh, because you disagreed with her, po- her politics. No, she actually she was kind of an equal opportunity racist. She, uh, I mean, she had her, you know, her priorities. She wanted blacks killed. She also wanted Jews killed. She also wanted Irish killed. She wanted Eastern Europeans killed or aborted, I should say, which is killing them very early on. Anyhow, let's go on with the story. Not surprisingly, COVID vaccine uptake among black Americans has been noticeably lower than among whites. For whatever reason, white people tend to be incredibly gullible and often believe in false authority. Blacks, in contrast, are usually more discerning about trusting government officials for obvious reasons. Regardless of your skin color or ethnicity, trusting the vaccine industry with your life is a foolish gamble. Many of those who rolled the dice have paid with their lives. Others are paying the price with lifelong disabilities and injuries caused by experimental mRNA injections. And the truly informed people know that COVID-19 vaccines are engineered bioweapons intended to achieve human depopulation. Government depopulation efforts have traditionally targeted people of color. Uh, The same is true with the abortion industry and the cancer industry, where blacks are routinely targeted for extermination by the medical establishment, which is dominated by for-profit, greed-driven power brokers that only see blacks as a source of revenue and not as human beings worthy of life. Um, so, that is Mike Adams's take on uh, Jamie Foxx's condition. Whether you agree with his more um, controversial points there, the fact of the matter is that Jamie Foxx had a severe uh, stroke after uh, taking the COVID jab. And he was forced to do it by his company, by his bosses. So he gambled his life on on a shot. And um, now he's blind and paralyzed. So we'll see if he makes a comeback. I mean, do pray for him that he he recovers. But, um, you know, it'd, it'd be nice if he and his family 
became honest about it and helped others avoid making the same mistake. So with that, let's take a little break here and we'll come back for more. Let's see. (laughs) There we go. Oh, that's not coming up. Got to get rid of that thing down there. Click that off and then hit three. It's true. It's true. The crown has made it clear. The climate must be perfect all the year. A law was made a distant moon ago here. July and August cannot be too hot. And there's a legal limit to the snow here in Camelot. The winter is forbidden till December. It's March the 2nd on the dot By order summer lingers through September In Camelot 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 I know it sounds a bit bizarre But in Camelot Camelot That's how conditions are United States of Empire by James Dunn shows how the U.S. became a worldwide empire. It looks at the entry of the U.S. into both world wars. George Washington had warned us about entangling ourselves in European wars. Before World War I, the United States was not concerned with foreign conflicts. In World War I, we changed the balance of power in Europe. We went in to save the world for democracy. We expelled the German Kaiser and imposed our own idea of what Germany should look like. Propaganda painted the Kaiser as the evil Hun that was destroying civilization. So when the true barbarian rose to power, Hitler, how could we avoid being drawn in again? We saved Great Britain. Britain needed us again in World War II to save their bacon. We bought the hog. Now we are the empire. The book, The United States of Empire, in paperback, is available at Amazon.com. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone Providence area with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass. was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island, saw the Great Swamp Battle slash Massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book. 
Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. Okay, welcome back to Dunsdale after that little break. And I guess Uncle Joe is going to be talking to us tonight on the telly about uh, the budget deal that just got passed. I guess the Senate you know, had plenty of votes and, uh, and passed it. There was never any doubt about the, the Senate passing it. I had hopes that the house would that the house would block it because this is not good people all we're doing is kicking our financial problems down the road oh, i've got a story here and um uh, mccarthy represent the republican representative um kevin mccarthy he was proud of the historic work that he did on this. And it's like, shut up. There's nothing historic about what you did. You did the same thing that Congress has been doing for 40 years. Just passing the buck, passing the buck, not making hard choices. You know, when, when the debt was $10 billion or, you know... <laughs> Back in the 80s, I don't even know what, how how low it was back then. The same arguments were being made then. Oh, the stock market will crash. Oh, people will lose their jobs. Yeah, all this sort of stuff. And you know what? <laughs> you know what we have instead? We've got a bloated budget. Uh, we've got to sell our... Our bonds, because that's how you pay for this thing. Either you print more money, which causes inflation, or you sell treasury bonds. Who's going to buy our treasury bonds? <laughs> I mean, this debt just keeps growing and growing, and we can't, we can't pay it off. Um, it's it's incredible. We need to bite the bullet one of these times and say, no, we are not going to fund the debt. Uh, you know, we are just, we're, we're going to take the hard medicine because the more you put it off, the bigger and worse. It's going to say bigger and badder. The bigger and badder it will get. It's just going to grow and grow and grow. 
and either people, either other countries won't buy our bonds, like China. China is the biggest bond holder <laughs> that we've got. If they refuse to buy any more bonds off of us, if we can't coerce our our friends in Europe to buy our bonds, then the same thing will happen. <laughs> we will go broke. It's it's incredible, people. And God forbid if China decided to sell the bonds that they have. It's it's like over fifty percent of the bonds. Uh, Next time I talk about this, I'll have the numbers out there. I wasn't even thinking of of uh, doing much about this tonight, but Uncle Joe's going to be on at, I guess it's 7 o'clock now. <laughs> and, of course, we'll have more important stuff, the the Woo Sox playing. But um, he's going to address the nation about this. And it's interesting. Oh, God. And you know what the name of it is? And now, how Orwellian does it get? It is called the Fiscal Responsibility Act. Incredible. And it passed in the House. It passed 314 to 117 on the votes. What is interesting about this is the breakdown between... Republicans and Democrats voting for this. 165 Democrats voted yay, and only 149 Republicans. There is a total of 71 Republicans who realize that we are going to have to pay off our debt at some point in time. Because if we don't do it, if we don't make the hard choices... You know who's going to make the hard choices for us? China. And do you think that China cares if your Social Security payment gets sent out on time? Do you think China cares about your, uh, you know, about your Medicaid, about, you know, you getting your, what is it, EBT card, uh, uh, Re, repowered or whatever. Uh, incredible. Incredible. So either we make the hard choices or they'll be forced on us by our enemies. So, yeah, that was real historic there. And then this is a story that won't go away. Hunter Biden. Oh, it just doesn't stop, does it? On Earth, Hunter Biden's emails with Obama White House slammed by GOP worse than Watergate. Unearthed emails between Hunter Biden and his business partners with the Obama White House may ramp up the GOP's influence peddling investigations into the Biden family, lawmakers say. Uh, let's see. There was a business partner named Eric Sherwin, and uh, he was trying to finagle, uh, and I guess he got it, a um, luncheon or a dinner with some Chinese uh, agent, uh, a Chinese diplomat. 
and uh, uh, there was, you know, oh, what's this, $10 million? The Oversight Committee also released a memo in mid-May based on bank records showing that the Biden family, including Hunter Biden, took $10 million from foreign nationals in Romania and China while Biden was vice president. Oh, good work if you can get it, huh? If you're the president's son, you can be a whoremonger. You can be a coke addict. And I don't mean Coca-Cola. And um, just a complete derelict. But you can still make $10 million. Now, you got to split the proceeds. Some of it's got to go to pop. Yeah, and then, of course, there's, there's Uncle Jim. You know, hey, I get in there. And, uh, you know, you got to spread it around to the family, you know, kind of like the mafia, you know, a little here, a little for you, double for for Joe, you know, just spread it around. Don't be cheap. But on that, let's go to the phones. Go ahead, caller. What you thinking? Did I go the right way with that? Caller, are you there? What did I do wrong? Hang on, caller. Don't go anyplace. And I flipped the switch. Can hear you loud and clear. Okay, we got it now. Houston, we've got connection. <laughs> All right. Uh, good job tonight. I just wanted to chime in that uh, I'm starting to wonder if the debt will ever be cleared or if it's just a continued smoke show to get us to the one world and the one world currency. And uh, Oh, yeah, that uh, that is part of it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it. It has to be. We've got $33 trillion worth of debt. And we're going uh, to add another $4 trillion now. Uh-huh. And, you know, I heard Newt Gingrich uh on one of the talking head programs and uh uh because i believe they're all talking heads now it doesn't matter right or left yeah and he said that the way that he worked his negotiations as speaker of the house with the clinton administration is that you know he wasn't able to get it all at once he had to take one bite at a time yeah and i think that all of these people are being paid to kind of placate the population with whatever song that, you know, you want to hear uh, rock and roll tonight, you put that station on. Yep. You want to hear jazz. You want. So I think that in a manner of speaking, all these talking heads are all uh, different music stations and uh, and they're all singing different songs. But I think that I think that the the best years are behind this world. And and uh, and quite frankly, uh, I feel bad for the children coming up. And uh, I think it'll take a lot of. Well, uh, and I don't want to. Think for a minute. Um, uh, I, I imagine you're about my age, but if you think back to the 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 greatest generation of you know the '30s and '40s, I mean, we make a ton more money than than they did. You know, our houses are a lot bigger. You know, our, our cars are a lot safer. Um, but you know, they they live really good lives. And, you know, if if the economy takes a huge hit, we just go back to living like they did. 
<laughs> now, a lot of people yeah. can't do that. I mean, <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. Uh, that'll be a tough sell, uh, Jim. <laughs> it, it's, it'll be it'll be forced on us, is what I'm what I'm saying. China is yeah. going to force. They, they'll just stop buying our debt, or they'll sell the bonds that they do have. You know, they'll take right. a hit too. But and well, I think that the problem with China, Jim, is that, and again, this is only from what I've read. China's in a much worse shape financially than the United States. So I think that. A default across the world. I can't even imagine what that would look like, the depression on steroids. Yes. Because if America falls, I can't even imagine what that but, would look But like. as long as they can keep their people in line, as, as long as there's no revolution, they don't care if their people starve. And Mao killed often, 50 million. You know? Right. What, what would they care? If they lost 50 million, there'd be 50 million less people to feed. <laughs> and they have the mentality to not care, right? It's uh, yeah. It certainly is. A, it certainly is a, dis- a discouraging, uh, a discouraging discussion. And you can almost on a nightly basis pick a different thing to talk well, about, and it's equally frustrating. That's one of the reasons so, why I don't. I, I get frustrated, but I don't get mad about politics anymore because. Um, it's just stupidity on top of stupidity. It's like, so at some point in time, we have to stop spending. Stop spend. Yeah. Stop sending money to Ukraine. St- uh, build the wall. Instead of inviting millions of people in that, that we're going to take care of now from cradle to grave, just build the uh, wall. You know, a couple billion to build the wall will be a lot cheaper than the, the tens or hun- hundreds of billions that we're going to have to pay for welfare to these illegals. And I say what cut that all of, off. What do you think about the mentality to continue to allow this to happen, though? This is why it's easy to surmise that it certainly is. It's a one world. It's people coming to get us. It's uh, uh, people at the top being promised uh, positions of authority when uh, when the peasants like you and me... Uh, I lined up for the bread and the, yeah. and, the, and the hamburgers. Yeah, see, I think this is this is one of the devious, devilish things about Biden continually saying we're we're um, we're extremist white nationalists. Because <laughs> at at this point in time, I mean, we need to have the military down on the southern border, but Biden will uh, never send the military there. Governor Abbott uh, won't, won't do anything about it. Carrie Lake lost in Arizona. Well, it got stolen from her in Arizona. So right. she can't do anything about it. At some point in time, we've got to get a citizen's army to to go down there. And, and you know, okay, let me interject. I've thought about that, and I'm right on, on the board with you. But how do we feed a citizen's army, and how do we organize? And, I, and it really does take, uh, and I'll give you one more tip. It would take a, a very... Uh, a very large uh, uh, upheaval to be able to do that. Will the military turn against us? Yes. Well, yeah, heard, oh, you, uh, you, you know, you know, Biden would send the U.S. Army out against us. And do you think they? Do you think they turn against us? So I ask. I, I'd love to. Next week, I might do that on my show, Jim, and ask military people to call up and ask if you, if I come walking down the road mm-hmm. and. And, and I'm working with a pick and shovel to look for a little bit of place to grow a tomato plant. Are you going to shoot me? Because the, the, the military powers that be say shoot him if he tries to plant the tomato plant? 
<laughs> I, <laughs> I know that's a bit extreme, but, yeah. uh, you know, uh, will the military turn against its people? I, Some people would. Um, the, the, there was so? this video of, a, of this uh, gal, woman, you know, she looked to be in her 20s, and she was looking forward to shooting uh, the shooting rednecks. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So, and it, look at the, um, you know, the transgender army. Did you see that, that one video of the, uh, the guy with all the hair? Uh, he had like a yellow shirt and pink shorts on or something. That, but he was holding uh, an AK and, you know, he, he was saying, uh, you know, we're, we're calling for a transgender day of rage. That was before it got canceled. But that that was all over the internet. So yeah, there there are people and look at the shooting in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, there are people in this country that would take pleasure in um shooting a uh natural born patriotic American. But we have more weapons than they do. And Well, we better start uh and you know I heard uh, one of the callers of John Dan, I'll let you go. Uh but uh, she said today that she had heard somewhere where uh, all the congressional people, Senate, Congress, I'm guessing as, as congressional people, have all been given satellite phones. But I said it before on my show, get a satellite phone. When the crap hits the fan, you are not going to have phone communication. You are going to be in the breeze yep. and, unless you were able to contact people. So I'll say it again tonight. I agree with that 100%. Get a satellite phone. They have satellite phone plans. They're a little pricey up front, but buy a good one because you don't want to have a piece of junk when you need it. Hey, Jim, good work, man. Thank you. Take All care. Right, God bless, man. Bye-bye. Bye. You too, man. Thank you. Yep. Okay, that was Paul Manville from the, the Truth Hour. <laughs> um, he was on last night. But, um, yeah. Satellite phone, that'll cost you about $600, and you can get one that's um, uh, battery-powered and um, uh, with a solar generator um, uh, charge on it. That's a good thing to get. It might be hard to get. You might have to get in line for it, but it's a good thing to have. Well, I don't have much time to talk about... Uh, what's going on in Ukraine. There's one big thing that I need to pass on uh, about Ukraine. And that is July 11th. I don't know which article that it is in. But there's a plan. Uh, okay, so the counteroffensive that, that uh, you, if you're paying attention... Uh, to the news has been talked about the spring offensive, the spring offensive. Uh, Zelensky is going to have a spring offensive that that turns, uh, you know, the, the the whole Ukrainian war around and, you know, will kick Russia out of uh, out of the Ukraine once and for all. Well, this offensive is supposed to start on July 11th. And this is from, let's see, Liberation Information. It's not in this article, so it's probably, I guess it's in the other one. I'd like to get the, oh, there we go. 
<clears throat> so even as you plan for the counteroffensive, which we have, this is uh, Victoria Newland speaking, I believe. Yep. Even as you plan, Victoria Newland, who is the Undersecretary of State in charge of Ukraine, and the Undersecretary of State can be a very important position because she's not the Secretary of State, and so she's not always in the limelight. But a lot of times, the Undersecretary of State is more important because they do all the dirty work. They they coordinate everything. And I'm down to uh, five and a half minutes, so let's read this through. Even as you plan for the counteroffensive, which we have been working on with you for some uh, four to five months, we are already beginning our discussions with the Ukrainian government and with friends in Kiev, both on the civilian side and the military side, about Ukraine's long-term future, Newland told Kiev security uh, forum via uh, video link from the State Department. She added that the attack will likely be starting and moving concurrently with the events such as the NATO summit in Lithuania scheduled for July 11th. So NATO's going to have a summit in Lithuania. That's one of those, uh, one of three tiny little Little countries, it borders Russia on the east and the Baltic Sea on the west. At times, they've been part of Russia. Now, now they're they're free until Russia decides to take them over. Talk to the guy that was going to Lithuania in my day job. Oh, darn! I should have told him to call in. Well, I didn't know I was going to be reading this article. According to Newland, the U.S. is also planning for Ukraine's future military to deter Russia. So wherever and however this ends, one year, six years, 16 years, we are not doing this again. What do you mean we're not doing this again? You're planning for a 16-year-long war. Is that what we signed up for, folks? Did we sign up for a new Cold War? Uh, if you voted for, for Biden, yeah, that's what you signed up for. Uh, I'm going to vote for Trump again. And if it doesn't get stolen from him a second time, he'll bring peace to that place so fast. Because all, all you have to do is cut off the money. Cut off the money. Don't send any more armaments. Boom. Zelensky can't do a damn thing. He's got to sue for peace. And wherever Russia is on that day and time, that's your territory. Well, okay, there'll be negotiations, a little bit of give and take. (laughs) I don't think Putin's going to give too much. This is incredible, people. We've got a war. We're on the verge of World War III. And it is so unnecessary. All those dead Ukrainians and Russians died needlessly. Oh, and you know that the Russian Wagner group took the city of Bakhmut that renamed it. But I heard Scott Ritter talking about about that. 
and why it took months upon months to uh, to finally seize the city. And it's just one of those places where Zelensky doesn't want to give it up. And the Russians knew that and would sit, you know, like in the high country and allow the, the Ukrainian army to come in so that they could just decimate them, just destroy them um, as they come in. It, it, this kind of thing happens in war a lot. Read the, the stories about Verdun in the First World War. Germany used the same kind of logic of turning Verdun into a killing field. And it was. It, it was a killing field. So, <laughs> a lot of fun stuff, people. It's important to know because we're going to have Joe talking to us tonight. And he's going to explain how important it was that we kicked the can down the road again another year. Another two years. It's going to go past the uh, presidential election. So, um, <laughs> we've got to make good choices and not allow the, the election to be stolen again. But anyhow, enjoy the weekend. Have an adult beverage. And forget all the problems. Forget all your cares. Go downtown. Listening to Dunn's Deal with author James Dunn. Join James every Friday at 6.05 for a unique perspective on today's issues. But for now, this is a Dunn Deal. Only on your voice in the Blackstone Valley. WNRI, one socket.